The No New Friends Podcast is brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. For the best in vacation plannings, just visit www.sandpipervacations.com. Let them know that the No New Friends Podcast sent you. No, th- listen, we never get anything. I told you, we just get the little end cap all the time. Um, I've I've never... I, I've been to, like, one Hanukkah party, and it was where everybody at the synagogue sat, like, cafeteria style while they passed around latkes, and I was sitting next to, like, Gertrude, you know? So I don't think I would consider <laughs> that really a Hanukkah party, per se. Um but yeah, they uh, they don't do very much for us. This year, I got a little menorah at work, so I'm in charge of texting the group chat to let everybody know that you have to light the next candle, guys, because <laughs> nobody else is going to know to do that. They remember to turn on the Christmas tree, though. It's like, hey, let's flip on all the Christmas lights, but uh, we're going to forget to light the menorah. There's eight Christmas trees around <laughs> my job. <laughs> But I did get my that little so menorah. That is actually pretty They're disrespectful. Like, Sarah, Sarah, what do you want? There's eight candle holders, okay? Eight candle holders, eight Christmas tree. It's fine. It's, what do you want? Uh, I, there you go. I guess they were trying to match the match the candles there. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Sandpiper Vacation Studios, it's time for the No New Friends Podcast. The podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. The good, the bad, and the funny. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. It's showtime. It's showtime. That's right. You're listening to the No New Friends podcast, voted number one by our friends and family and number three by the Orlando Weekly Readers Poll. We are the podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. Now, if you'd like to connect with us on all of our social media, it's right there on our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. All of our links are right there. And uh, while you're there, you might as well check out our sweet merchandise. And um, it, we've got a lot of fun stuff up there, some coffee mugs and new buttons. I think that's pretty cool. And then you can join our clubhouse, become a friend with benefits for as low as $2 a month. And you can watch us record all of these things live on our Discord channel. And then there's many other exclusive uh, perks for you. You can see Cutting Room Floor. You can see interviews that we never uh, that we never publish. Also, you get extra entries in different contests and whatnot. We are streaming live right now, segment one for uh, Twitch. That's www.twitch.tv slash NNF podcast. Just follow us so you'll get a notification every time we go live. And then we have NNF Reacts every single Wednesday night because uh, I killed off After Dark. After Dark is dead. There's no more of that. My name is Scott. I am the host with me as always, my extremely talented co-host, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself, Chris. Roll Tide. You son of a bitch. Everybody's favorite food truck critic, Sarah. Hello. And our producer, Alex. That's messed up, Chris. FSU, it got a, it got a bad break. Nick is uh, not here tonight. He's in uh, the great, beautiful state of Hawaii working or doing a vacation. I don't know. But uh, the show must go on because Mazel Tov, this is our Hanukkah episode. Yay, Sarah. We are virtually raising Sarah up on a chair. I never got that, you know. 
Really? I know. I actually have a story about that, about this, uh, which I did not talk about last week. Um, Speaking about the raising people up on the chairs during weddings, my friend who was married last weekend is three-eighths Jewish. Don't know how the math adds up, but my whole life he told us he's three-eighths Jewish. All I know is that we eat brisket when we're at his house, and um, every once in a while, I see a menorah. Um, (laughs) Brisket latkes. We're going over to my brother-in-law's tomorrow night for uh, Hanukkah night. We're going to play with the dreidel. He's going to make brisket and latkes. I can't wait. Yeah, real quick in chat, Michael X says, what about me? Well, Michael, you never never invited me over for any latkes or, 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 um, or brisket. I'm I'm down, man. Listen, I am down. I love a good brisket. But anyway, <laughs> back to my Jewish chair story. So I attended a wedding two weeks ago. I did the chair thing, right? So it's really mm-hmm. cool looking at, you know, my my friend and his wife getting lifted up on the chair. It's like, man, that looks pretty cool to be able to do something like that, you know, because I have this this injury I'm still dealing with. And it was a really long day. I was like, re- I was being a trooper. I was being a trooper that day. It's getting hard to walk. And uh, then his mom gets lifted up on the chair. And I was like, this is like my neighborhood mom growing up. I was like, I need to be a part of this. So I, I wish I could say run, but I quickly walked over. Um, and I was, uh, I figured I'd be more of a prop. I didn't really think I'd be doing anything, <laughs> any of the heavy lifting. Uh, she's a little woman. So I figured out oh, just gonna, it's going to be funny. Me being five foot six with all these other really tall people lifting, lifting. No, I, I did a brunt of the lifting. What is she, Thumbelina? She's smaller than you? That's oh, the yes. only possibility she is, here. She, she is, she's like a Lego minifigure. And, um, and we're, and I, <laughs> I'll post a photo in the chat. She was just on a slant. Like she almost fell because I am, <laughs> I am like one of the anchors and I can only lift, but so high. I'm there on one leg, like trying to lift her. <laughs> so out of breath. Please tell me you re-ruptured your Achilles. I, <laughs> I was, uh, I, so this was the only wedding. It was so long. It's the only wedding that I went to, got drunk at and sobered up by the end. This was still me sobering up. This was not a sober uh, decision I made. Everyone was so like upset with me after that. Like not the people raising the chair, but like I come back to Emily and like some of my friends that I was saying, it's like, why did you think that was a good idea? Like, what? first of all, look, at, you are, you are five foot six and everyone else is like six foot doing this. And then second of all, you are injured. <laughs> and um, and I'll, I'll send a picture. The picture is her like just totally slanted in the chair with me just having the time of my life. Um, again, <laughs> thought I was going to be a prop. No, I did a lot of the lifting. That was the most activity I've done. And I would say since my injury, but it's, uh, to be honest with you, it's the most activity I've done in a couple of years. Right. It's been, it's been a while. Jesus. How many weddings have you had this year? Um, enough for me to like be late on all my credit card payments. <laughs> it, it, it is, oh. it is uh, troublesome. The amount of, um, the amount of weddings I've been to. And, and it's not even like weddings where I don't really like, eh, I'm not clear. Like it was my best friend, my sister-in-law, and then my best friend. So it was like, you have to give a generous gift. Your best friend got married mm-hmm. twice. It was a very quick wedding. It was a very quick marriage. It was really sad, but he found love oh, immediately yeah. after. No, I actually have more than one best friend. Uh, believe it or oh, not, okay. believe gotcha. it or not. Yeah. they're childhood friends. There's no escaping. So right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, expensive, expensive uh, fall. Well, good thing I didn't just get a house, and good thing I don't have a baby on the way. That's all right, I have to say. Exactly. Right. Yeah, you can afford all these extra gifts. No, no big deal. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, speaking of not spending any money, uh, Sarah, real quick, before we get into the Hanukkah conversation, is going to give us kind of a history lesson so we can be educated on Hanukkah. How does that sound? All right. I, All right. I got you. I did my research. 
thoughts from a Jew With Sarah in the crew Looking for a bargain Every time it's true A vintage treasure hunter She's never a bore A comedy wizard And so much more So join the fun It's time for Thoughts from a Jew Wow How did you keep that for me for this long? <laughs> I, I didn't keep it from Sarah. Sarah oh my goodness. Uh, that was incredible. I, <laughs> uh, it, it may be my new favorite. That it, Actually, it was funny watching Chris's reaction. That was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> I don't even know how I can follow that up, honestly. I know. It's going to be tough. It doesn't really matter. It was just about playing the jingle. Uh, so <laughs> this bit could be great or not. It's okay. All right. So we're doing the history. I don't know. Are we? Are we? That's what we've got going on. All right. So yeah, go for it. So <laughs> let's see. Hanukkah is um, also called the Festival of Lights. Um, it's a holiday meaning dedication. It's celebrated for eight nights at the end of the year because it goes by the Hebrew calendar instead of the Gregorian calendar that we are used to using. Um, so... 2,000 years ago, foreign rulers tried to take over Jerusalem. The Nazis. And they, mm, another, see, we're used to this, honestly, because <laughs> it happens to us quite a bit. It, well, Is it Hamas? more than once, more than twice. There, there's a lot going on really? over there, I honestly. Apparently for 2,000 years or something like that. Um, so if you can believe it, they went in there and they wanted to tell them to stop practicing Judaism. Mm. They just hate when we do that. Um, <laughs> so they went in there, they tore apart the sacred temple of Jerusalem. They destroyed it. They started praying to false gods. They started slaughtering pigs at the altar of the temple. They slaughtered cops. Um, at the- wow. <laughs> Listen, we, you know, we don't eat pigs. Apparently we love them or something. So it's wrong for them. I've never seen that happen, but. So you don't eat bacon. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. Okay. Well, we're not supposed to. I I love bacon. (laughs) (laughs) You have, you have all these Jewish folks. (laughs) Just uh, putting some pig out of, <laughs> on the <laughs> the bar. Before you go on, like all this doom and gloom is great and all, but I think it would have been a lot funnier if whoever was trying to sabotage Hanukkah just like like sprinted into the house and just blew out the candles, so they forgot what day. Like the Jews would just forget what day it was. So much more menacing and so much more funnier than slaughtering pigs. <laughs> But go on. I'm, I'm now I'm invested. See, they see they didn't have candles then. All right, that's that's the whole thing with Hanukkah. All right, so when when they this huge army went in to destroy the temple, the tiny little Jewish rebellion went in. Judah Maccabee was his oh, name. Oh, I've heard of him. All right, I uh, yep, he's the one. He, he makes went the tuna, in there. right? The Maccabee tuna. It, yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> he went in. He uh, fought against the big army and won with his tiny little army. And when they went back and cleaned up the temple, they found one little jar of lamp oil that was supposed to only last for one night. And they used it up and it actually lasted for eight nights. And that is why we light a menorah for eight nights. Hmm. Yep. 
Well, so you know, Jesus you fed like thousands of people with one fish and one glass of wine. So your little menorah thing is a little I mean, eight, basic. Eight, eight days of burning isn't the most impressive thing I've heard as far as biblical I mean, stories I have to go. buy a lot of candles, so yeah, I, think, I wish my <laughs> candles would last eight days. I think but. that's Big Jew just trying to <laughs> get it's you to buy. Big Jew trying to sell you more candles. Yeah. I think they're like, why would we sell them one th- jar of oil? We can sell them eight candles every year. You know, and, and here's the thing. Technically, you are supposed to use candles that were made in Israel. And you know, when you go to the store and the Jewish people only get that one little end cap, you know? Yes. All of the candles are very expensive at that. (laughs) So they give you very, (laughs) very limited options at a very high price. And I don't even think they're kosher, really, if you think about it. I wouldn't eat a candle. (laughs) That's what kosher is, they... What is it? So yeah, yeah, you know, kosher is is, is for food. Kosher eating, but we also say like if something's not okay, it's not kosher. It, could I be kosher? Like, could I be? Uh, and I'm seriously asking. Could a rabbi, a rabbi bless me and my meat? Like, I, I, I don't like no. See, like, I, I don't know how that works. Can he only bless meat, or can he bless people? Because I'm made of meat. <laughs> Sarah blesses Lewis's meat every night. <laughs> And he blesses her. <laughs> Let's see. That's a good question, actually. I mean, I've been blessed, but that was that was the process of conversion. All right. So, so you are kosher. I am kosher. Wait. But I had to dedicate to a lifetime uh, of Judaism. I don't think I can do that. Are you going to fall? No, I can't. I've already dedicated my life to Christ. Who's this guy so- that I that <laughs> I, that I believe in? So, Sarah, when you go to a restaurant and Scott, you you ask for kosher food. Like that's all you Absolutely eat is kosher not. food? Oh no. no. Oh, okay. No. I eat bacon. <laughs> no, kosher food is like it does have to be blessed before you eat it. Um, you're not allowed to have meat and cheese together. Like there's separate kitchens. Why is it a for sin? That. And why can't they just bless it? That's for the next episode of Thoughts on a Jew, because I didn't Google that. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Next on Thoughts of a Jew, why we can't eat bacon, egg, and cheese? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm actually curious. I'm I, sorry if my ignorance I would, I would like is to. offensive to anybody, but like, I am very curious. Like, why can't a rabbi just bless a cheeseburger? I'm serious. I'm serious. Why can't a cheeseburger? Like, why can't a cheeseburger be kosher? I need to find that out. Right. Honestly, yeah. I, I didn't think about it because it doesn't apply to me because I love cheeseburgers. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just never really I respect it, but I don't understand it. So is this why there's no Jews in football, you know, with the pigskin? They can't handle the pigskin? Uh, <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. No, you know what? I just don't think you can eat it, Scott. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. So Mike Tyson can't play football. He's Muslim. <laughs> is he? Sure. I, th- I, think th- I think so. Oh, that was Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong, different. Wrong boxer. Wrong boxer. I, I, all boxers are the same to me. So, uh, Sarah, was that it for history? Yes, that's everything. That's the gist of it. Okay. We get presents for, for eight nights, and it's fantastic. Well, where do the presents come in? You've never once mentioned anything about presents. You mentioned a lot of, like, death and destruction and pig slaughtering, but never about presents. Is this just to, like, <laughs> and, wipe and everything under the rug? a Jewish person being... Yeah, and a Jewish person the being stingy about oil and making it last for eight days. Yeah, I think it's just really good oil. <gasps> you know what? Think about it. I never thought of it but like that. I should that. think the opposite. <laughs> that really makes a lot of sense. So, okay, so yeah, but where do the presents come in? Why presents yes. just because oil lasted for eight days? We're just celebrating 
What's a celebration without presents? I suppose that's true. That is, I can't argue that. There's always there's there's always uh when there's a happy holiday, there's always presents, some form. So Passover is not happy, right? You're no, happy you get off work, no. but it's not a happy holiday. Well, if I did get off work, yes, but no. No, it's not supposed to be a happy holiday. I mean, I get actually it's a mixture of both. It's a mixture of both. My cousin sent me something for Pearl Harbor Day the other day. I think Sarah's on to something <laughs> about this whole gift thing. <laughs> um, I'm going to be sending gifts for January 6th day, uh, Insurrection Day. So, um, Sarah, do you do you guys light the menorah at, at home? Do, like, do you celebrate Hanukkah other than just gift giving? They so the story is understood in the house, um, but you know we we light the menorah. We don't do the whole eight days because we do both holidays in the house. So you know we don't go overboard, but we definitely light the menorah every night um, when I remember when Hanukkah starts. And uh, so I usually every year get, get it every, every night. night. Um, yeah. Well. I totally blacked out and just heard that. Well, you guys already <laughs> know that. You guys already know that part. I remember every night to light the menorah. I get something else every night. So are the kids then getting left out of the eight presents because you don't remember? Oh, wow. No. Well, see, they only get like one anyways. Wait a second. Okay. See, in well, when I was raised, okay, I I was raised in a household that had both sides so there were, my so mom's there were side very of the fine family, people on both sides in other words my, <laughs> <laughs> very fine people my my mom's side of the family is actually baptist and my father's jewish so my mother decided that she wanted to raise us jewish so we would do all eight nights of hanukkah and then for christmas we wouldn't do a tree or anything like that but the side of the family that celebrates Christmas, we would open their gifts on Christmas. So for our house, we kind of do, you know, a gift to make sure that they get something for each holiday. doesn't have to be every night. Well, I think it does. Well, listen, I, I got mean, like, socks they- and underwear some nights. Okay. Is that really considered a gift? <laughs> well, yeah. If you need yeah. them, I mean, I love at my age, socks yeah. and underwear. Well, at, well, at our age, yes. Yeah. But when you're younger, you're like, oh, thanks, mom. Thanks for it's the, part of the I book mean, and for the underwear. Did they blow out the candle one night because they're like, oh, we forgot? Or we, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we, why are we, uh, why are we doing, why are we uh, skipping out on the, the, the gifts now? You know what? Now you're going to force me to do it for eight days. Yes. We're going to start, we're going to start next year because this year is, we, we went all out this year. So, so you, hold on. Well, how is it fair that you go all out for Christmas, but Hanukkah just gets kind of brushed to the side? Swept well, into the rug, if, if you will. What if Hanukkah and Christmas overlap? Then I just make sure to kind of give them a bunch um, of gifts and it just... Use different wrapping paper. <sighs> That's so much wrapping paper. You know, there's wrapping paper from me, from Santa, and then you're going to throw in Hanukkah. I'm not going to lie. I I'm going to have to buy a lot of wrapping paper. I love when Hanukkah's before Christmas. And I kid you not, this is not a joke. This is not satire. Because... The Hanukkah wrapping paper is on sale by the time Christmas comes. So I buy the Hanukkah wrapping paper because like 50% off. <laughs> and they wrap everybody's thing. Gifts Chris, in, in wrapping paper. The, the joke's on you. The Hanukkah wrapping paper is always 50% off. Okay. <laughs> and that's just the base price. 
Um, uh, I do want to ask a question to our listeners. Uh, does anybody have a Hanukkah bush at home? No. Because if you do, there's a quick solution to that. Uh, that's manscaped.com. Uh, by using code NNF, that can get you a percentage off of that Hanukkah bush. Nobody wants a Hanukkah bush after the holidays. So please use the promo code NNF for a discount on your below the waist grooming tools. <laughs> And uh, by the way, yes, Ryan, I am a uh, I am wearing my yarmulke. See, <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready for word of the week? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes, one hundred. All right, the return. Praise your Savior, let him speak. It's Lord Remy's word of the week. What is going on, everybody? It's me, Remy, uh, Lord Remy. Actually, uh, I am sitting on top of my throne i'm reading reading this magazine and uh you know what this a, a word came up to me like it just popped out and i kind of want to read okay, this well. word all right so plug in your ears guys and here we go extrapolate like all right ears. extrapolate extrapolate is a term commonly used in various fields including mathematics the statistics and science at its core extrapolation involves estimating or projecting beyond the known or observed data points to make uh, predictions or draw conclusions about unobserved or future values. This process relies on the assumption that trends or patterns observed in the existing data will continue into the uncharted territory. Now here's a little history for you guys for the word extrapolate. The word extrapolate has its roots in Latin. It is derived from the combination of two Latin words, extra meaning beyond and polar meaning to polish or to refine. The term evolved over time, eventually taking on the specific meaning of extending or projecting beyond existing data or observations. The concept the concept of extrapolation, extrapolation has been used in various forms throughout history, particularly in math- mathematical and scientific contexts. However, the term itself gained prominence, prominence in the 19th and 20th centuries as mathematical and statistical methods became more sophisticated. Alright guys, now here's your lovely joke for the for the word oh of the week. And I got a little joke for you guys and that is and that is what do hom- what do homosexuals and mice have in common? They both hate pussies. That's right guys. What do homosexuals and mice have in common? They both hate pussies. And you know why guys? That was it for the word of the week. And that word of the week was extrapolate. I didn't hear it the first time, so yeah I'm good. <laughs> Hi, this is Abby with the correct pronunciations to last week's Word of the Week and the words I'm learning in middle school. It has been so long since I've done this segment, so I have no idea how Remy did last week. The last time I did the segment, Mary was still on the podcast. Defense won championship, one player did not make a team, and winning all of your games mattered. A lot has changed. Also... My dad's worst nightmare came true. His biggest allies in college football playoff scandal are Rick Scott and Ron DeSantis. In appreciation for their service, my dad used Rachel's credit card to buy 10 copies of Justice for All by the J6 Choir. Honestly, the only reason I'm here tonight is because I thought Kimmy Gibbler from Full House was going to be here. So this week's middle school word of the week 
is going to be a Jewish slang. This week's word is schmooze. Schmooze is to chat or to make small talk. At certain functions, schmoozing might be done in an order to network or impress someone. Nick Saban, the SEC and ESPN schmoozed the college football playoff committee. Happy Hanukkah. That's all for me, Slay Queens and Mazel Tov. She also had a lot to say about, you know, defenses uh, winning championships and not just one player makes a team and winning games actually matter. Can we talk about that uh, a little bit, Scott? Uh, Whether it's this segment or next segment, I'd like to talk just just briefly about that. Okay, we'll talk about it next segment. There's more that we've got to get into with Sarah, but sure, we can talk about it. We're not a sports podcast, but, you know, Uh, why not? Um, We're going to do a duck race real quick. We are. Yes, we are. We're actually going to do two. We're going to do two. And this is for our... Yeah, the, this is for our Patreon members, our clubhouse, our friend friends with benefits. So if you'd like to enter into these contests, just for $2 a month, uh, become a Patreon member, and then you could win some cool prizes. So if you did not hear Remy's joke, uh, he did share it again in the Twitch chat. Oh, good. All right. I'm going to shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Start. What is this for? The mug or the tote? Did this you is say for that the mug. Oh, the mug, mug. Which you could have a mug just like this one if you yep. so choose. Choose your design. And uh, okay, Jared's out to an early lead. Now, early leads are never good. I'm not going to lie. Good. Never good. Never good. But I'll tell you what. He's got a. Re- oh, his stream has died. Oh, here comes Remy. Here comes Michael Remy. X. Oh, Michael oh, X. Michael X. Already owed. Michael X is already X owed a prize. With the and now two prizes. Wow. Michael X. Congratulations. Nice. Congratulations. That was a, that was an impressive win, and he won it with the Santa hat on. I love very it. Festive I love of it. You. Yes, very, uh, very of you. insensitive. Since this is the Hanukkah episode, <laughs> I know. Well, we're going to give you a pass. We're going to give you a pass because you are in fact Jewish. <laughs> so I think that it was uh, in, in good spirit. All right. So now uh, this is for the tote, the new, new friends. Tote. Oh, you pick your design. We're doing it back to back. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Michael X, uh, email me. Actually, I can get your address from, uh, from Chris. Yeah. Just text we'll me. Just right. let me know what design you want on the coffee mug and I'll, I'll get that to you. No new friends podcast at yahoo.com. Just email me uh, your information. All right. This is for the tote bag. Tote bag's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. It's a cool idea. All right. All right. Not tote bag, Sarah. Tote. Tote. Not toke. (laughs) Tara with the early lead. Early lead. Then we have, uh, it looks like star, 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 master Ryan is in. Oh, he's pulling ahead, though. Star, star, star. Oh, this is a really close one. Oh, my gosh. Who's this coming up? Don't wreck yourself. Oh, here comes Charles Robert. Charles Robert from the rear. And there he is. Jaws Robert with the tote bag. Congratulations. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this might be Jaws' first win. I I believe it is his first win. Congratulations. Couldn't go to a more deserving Patreon member. Jaws, you were in every single one of our lives that you can make. You're active in the chat. Thank you for being a supporter of the podcast. Glad we could uh, get you something here. Awesome. Merry Hanukkah. 
<laughs> Mary Hanako. Uh, <laughs> once again, if you want to be in our duck races to win all sorts of cool prizes, just join our Patreon for as low as $2 a month. That's our clubhouse. Become a friend with benefits and you can do that. Just visit our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. Click on join our clubhouse. You're listening to the No New Friends Podcast. We'll be right back. You want to join a cult? Well, this might be your lucky day. For just $2 a month and a simple blood oath, you can join our clubhouse and become a friend with benefits. In addition to the amazing feeling of donating to the poor, you will have access to Patreon-exclusive content, live shows, and maybe even a behind-the-scenes look at my secret stash. To get started, head on over to nonewfriendspodcast.com and hit join our clubhouse. Can't wait to see you at the initiation ceremony. Oh, and in the chat during our live shows, of course. Hey there, Scott here. You all know I like to spend time wandering the neighborhood on my my big wheels or hanging out at the park with my fedora and my Bud Light. So I don't have time to clean my own house. That's why I've been using I Believe services for the past six, seven years. And they're the best in commercial and residential cleaning. They're also doing carpet shampooing at such a reasonable price. Just check them out. That's IBelieveServices.us. Give them a call, 407-928-4595, and tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Hi, this is Eddie Deason. This is the No New Friends podcast. This is Mandark. Ha, 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 Welcome back to the No New Friends podcast. If you listen to us on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else that allows you to give ratings and reviews, we would really love a five-star rating and a great review. We'll read them on air. We love that kind of stuff. Also, if you want to email us a question or anything you may want to be read on air, you know, we're great with advice, I think. I mean, we could give some good adulting advice. Just email us, no new friends Podcast at yahoo.com. We would love that kind of stuff. Yes, Chris. Scott, I actually have a review this week. It was emailed personally oh, to me. Fantastic. This comes from a... Um, I'm sorry if I mispronounce this. This comes from a um, Luis a- Av. I'm sorry, Avila, Avil- Avila. I think Avila, Avila, Avila. A- Avila? You know this guy? Ovila? Avila. I think it is. Um, Avila. He says. Ovulate. He says. Uh, let me pull it up. Hold on. It says. Um, Great podcast. Uh, never regret it being a Patreon member of this podcast. Although, if you do sign up for Patreon and you do become friends with one, if not all, of the hosts, do not expect them to remember your birthday. <laughs> so it sounds like he really likes the podcast. I don't know what the last reference, because I wished him a happy birthday, so I have no idea what... I, I definitely wished him happy yeah, birthday. I don't know. I'm so, not sure. Sarah, did you not wish him happy birthday? I don't know. Oh, trust me, I wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> she promised him a happy birthday. <laughs> so, okay, Sarah, um, obviously Christmas is way more mainstream than Hanukkah. 
So what what has that been like in your life? You know, like, you know, work parties, they don't have a Hanukkah party. It's a you know, unless it's in New York, they only have Christmas parties. That's very true. Um, I've never been to a Hanukkah party in New York. Have you? No, I haven't. But there's a lot of Jews in New York. A lot. Well, then I need to meet one because I'd love to go to a Hanukkah party. Uh, no, th- listen, we never get anything. I told you, we just get the little end cap all the time. Um, I've I've never... I, I've been to like one Hanukkah party and it was where everybody at the synagogue sat like cafeteria style while they passed around latkes and I was sitting next to like Gertrude you know so I don't think I would consider that really a Hanukkah party per se um but yeah they uh they don't do very much for us this year I got a little menorah at work so I'm in charge of texting the group chat to let everybody know that you have to light the next candle guys because (laughs) nobody else is gonna know to do that they remember to turn on the Christmas tree, though. It's like, hey, let's flip on all the Christmas lights, but uh, we're going to forget to light the menorah. There's eight Christmas trees around <laughs> my job, but I did get my That's little so menorah. That is actually pretty They're disrespectful. Like, Sarah, Sarah, what do you want? There's eight candle holders, okay? Eight candle holders, eight Christmas tree. It's fine. It's, what do you want? Uh, I, there you go. I guess they were trying to match the match the candles there. <laughs> Yeah, any more than one menorah is like try-hard Jew, okay? So let's reel it in a little bit. Yeah, and you know, because I work in a hotel, they made sure to put it in the restaurant because that's where I work. (laughs) They didn't put it like... At the front desk, you know, it wasn't in the lobby. It's I mean, it's at the host stand. But, you know, when you're when your hotel isn't occupied with many people, then even less go in the restaurant. So are we really celebrating? Is it just me that knows it? (laughs) Right. They put it up until they open and they're like, okay, first guest, get rid of the menorah. It's kind of like exactly (laughs) we would play music in the kitchen, but it was an open kitchen. So what's the first guest? We have to turn off the music. Uh, I can't can't have the music playing out there. Uh, Any other uh, discrimination type things around the holidays? (laughs) No, you know, I listen, I I don't get it very often because I uh, I don't partake as much as I should, you know, so I, I I don't have to deal with it very much. Thank goodness. But, you know. I'm sure there is somewhere out there in the world. I don't. I don't think Jews are discriminated uh, against much. Minimally, <laughs> but, yeah, no. but somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, I, do, I. I really do want to see people just running into people's Jewish people's house and blowing out a menorah, though. I do think. <laughs> like, I think. I think. I think that's the solution to uh, anti-Semitism. Is I think that's a really playful way to. Um, to like be mean to Jewish people, like just blow out a menorah candle. Don't stop all the all the other stuff. We don't listen. We have enough death. Stop all the death. Let's just blow out some candles. I think that's kind of funny. Hmm. Well, you know, you're supposed to let them burn all the way down, right? You're not supposed to. They're supposed right. to go out themselves. So you blow it out. So we used to be afraid. Like my brother and I, we used to be afraid to like walk past it too quickly. What What would happen to us See? if we let a candle Hanukkah go out? Harry comes and beats you. Hold on. Mench on a bench. I I don't believe that for a minute, Sarah. You and your brother were trying to see who could light up their joint and not get caught from the menorah. That was at a later age. (laughs) (laughs) It it may or may not have happened at a later age, but 
Definitely, uh, definitely were afraid of what might happen if a candle went out unintentionally. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Um, are you guys? Uh, we've got a uh, we've got another travels and tribulations from a sophisticated gentleman. So let's get into that. Oh, let's do it. What shall it bring when the gentleman rings on travels and tribulations? All right, no new friends, gang. I found my time machine this past week, and I've inputted the coordinates to take me to upcoming holidays so that I can try to find Santa Claus around Christmas. Looks like I'm in the Middle East, though. Oh, gosh. No matter what I say, I feel like people online are going to persecute me. Wait a minute. No, this is the first Hanukkah. Looks like I'm, I'm inside of a temple. Wow, looks like the candles are burning super well. This is incredibly thrilling stuff to, to a pyromaniac, I guess. Looks like all the people here are celebrating. Let's hear some of the music that they've got. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I've got a big... I've got a big nose. Wow, quite the selection they've got here. Very exciting stuff. Looks like Chris is in the corner gambling with the dreidel. Not really sure how that works. Scott's got some potato pancakes. Looks like he is taunting the one random Irish guy that accidentally wandered into here. He's gonna grab some water. Oh, crap, I spilled the water on the candles. Anyways, there's no way Santa Claus is out of here, and these people are looking pretty angry. I'm gonna get out of here before they throw some bagels at me. Oh, wow, what a nice place. Looks like I made it to Hawaii. This is awesome. Hold on, what, what are those noises? Oh my God, it's Pearl Harbor Day. This is incredible. Hold on, is that Chris up in that plane there? Huh, I wonder if my ancestors are doing a flyby by any chance. Anyways, with all the bombs that they're about to drop here, it's like they're a part of the Al crowd. You know, Al-Qaeda, Al-Jazeera, Albert. I'm oh, sorry, that was, that was a stupid joke. That joke bombed. 84 years later. It is now time for... Let's get into this week in Disney history. It's time for your daily dose of Disney magic. Welcome to This Day in Disney History. On December 7th, 1939, Pearl Harbor was attacked by an array of planes launching the United States into World War II and leading Walt Disney to make a parade of cartoons about it. Well, well, guys, Pearl Harbor was crazy, but at least it's over. Check this out. Oh my God, the destruction's horrible. And to make matters worse, they didn't even bring sushi. What is this nonsense? The next thing you know, they're gonna be exporting cat girls to the United States. To our wonderful listeners, I uh, just want to apologize for playing that horrible clip uh, that may have offended some of you. We are not that kind of podcast, and we will never do something like this again. We are so, so sorry. And Pearl Harbor is no laughing matter. Just like Chris Cliff notes. On December 16th, 1979, the world was terrified as... Five days earlier... Wow, what holiday is this? 
Oh wow, it's Lewis's birthday. And surprise, surprise, once again, Scott didn't mention the birthday of somebody very significant to no new friends on the show. I'm sure Classic Ryan and I could make a support group that Lewis could be a part of. It's okay though, I think Scott's gotten what he deserved after I flipped a hundred dollar bill over to the national NCAA football conference thingamajig that decides who makes it into the top four. I wonder what Scott's doing today instead of wishing Lewis a happy birthday. Hold on, is he in the bathroom here? Scott, what are you doing, man? The teeth, the lips, the tip of the tongue. Oh, ew, it sounds like he's looking at photos of the AT&T girl again. Well, anyway, Lewis, I want to wish you a very happy birthday. I am a friend of yours, so I hope that you have a good day. From me, the sophisticated gentleman. Hey, sophisticated, what's going on? Thank you for the birthday wishes, dude. I told Scott that my birthday was coming up, and he interrupted me, and he pulled a Kanye. He said, I'm going to let you finish, but mine is coming up, and I'm throwing a party. No wonder he didn't wish me a happy birthday. He didn't even let me finish. But now I know how it feels. Anyway, I have to go. My kid swallowed a baby while I have to go to the ED. Well, hey, Lewis. I'm sorry that Scott completely ignored you. I mean, just gonna say some friends are made to last and other friends decide to start hosting another episode in place of their other friend and then end up canceling that episode after only two installments. Anyways, although I got to have some super cool experiences seeing Jewish people and Japanese people and Lewis, I still didn't find Santa Claus. Maybe I'll have to reprogram this time machine. I'm gonna see what I can do and I'll call you again next week. Is George Takei dating Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, sophisticated gentleman, that may have been your best work yet. I'm not even uh, going to say that was that was the best. Yeah. It, it, was it was beautiful. hard to beat the commercial one, the slam ads, but that was top notch. Really Incorporating good, really Remy good. into that. The, 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 I think yes. one of the best jokes I've ever heard on this podcast was Pearl Harbor is no joking, uh, no laughing matter, just like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was a really good problem. Uh, all right. So might as well get to this. We're not a sports podcast, but um, there's already been references about the uh, travesty that has happened in college football. So, are we talking about Pearl Harbor Day or are we talking about college football this is worse this is worse than Pearl Harbor Day okay so Sarah let me just fill you in because you have no idea what's going on I'm gonna make this as quick as whatsoever yeah because I really was not planning on talking about this so um Florida State my team they went 13 and 0 this year okay including winning the conference championship the ACC championship okay they're in what's called a power five conference which are the five best conferences in college football, the five major conferences. So they go undefeated the whole year. There's only two other power five teams that went undefeated. Okay. Michigan and Washington. Well, Alabama comes from out of nowhere. They're the number eight team in the country and they beat number one, Georgia in the sec championship. Okay. So the way the end of the college football season works is this committee gets together and they pick the four best teams to play in the playoffs. Okay. Based on rankings. And this, this is so I I can do an entire episode on this where a week prior, the committee put Florida state as number four. Okay. 
So three weeks ago, our star quarterback goes down with an injury, season ending injury. He's done. Okay. But it doesn't matter. We still win the game. He gets injured in the game against our rivals, the Florida Gators in Gainesville. And then the ACC championship with not just our, not our second string quarterback, our third string quarterback, a true freshman had only thrown the ball four times before that. Okay. They're playing against Louisville, the number 20 offense in college football. And we hold the number 20 offense in college football to 20 to six points. Did you blow them out. We, we, we won by uh, multiple scores. So is that a blowout? Well, I don't know. Um, the, the, I, I, I mean, I, I would assume that the quarterback probably had like 400, 500 passing yards in that game. He did not. He had 55 passing yards. Oh, that was only 55 but, uh, more than I did that day. That's actually, right. yeah. <clears throat> but FSU got more, uh, more offensive yards than Michigan, who was put into the uh, Michigan is now the number one team. Hmm. Uh, who had less yards in their conference championship than we did. So selection Saturday comes out or selection Sunday comes out. And this is when they, they unveil the, uh, the, the playoff, the, the playoff team. Right. So it's Michigan is number one. Uh, Washington's number two, both undefeated teams, both won their conference championship. They should be number one or two. We should have been number three as the only other undefeated power five conference champion. No, Texas comes in at number three. Texas did win their Power Five Conference Championship, but they have one loss. So then number four comes up. Should have been Florida State if, if they, we weren't at three, but no, it was Alabama Crimson Tide, who lost to Texas, but they beat Georgia. So it's it's a lot of controversy because we're taught growing up that if you win all your games, you get to play for a championship. And, we're, and, and when the... College football playoff committee was asked why Florida State got left off. They said, well, when they lost their starting quarterback, they were a different team. So we were also taught in youth sports that one player does not make a team, right? It's a whole mm, team. Yeah. We're also told defense wins championships. And clearly our defense won the ACC championship. They held the number 20 offense to six points. So we got absolutely screwed. There's a lot of theories the SEC brings in a lot of money to ESPN and to college football because they're like this huge power conference. You know, the best the best teams are in the SEC. Well, they had a losing record out of conference games against power five opponents. And the ACC had a winning record. ACC is what uh, Florida State is in. ACC had a winning record against the SEC this year. Sarah, All right. Sarah, you still look a little confused. So I'll just dumb, I'll, I'll dumb it down a little bit. Not not because because you're dumb, but I, <laughs> just dumb it down from like a sports perspective. I do want to uh, give a different analogy about this because okay, so uh, in 2020 we had this pandemic, and um, the leaders of your state did not believe in it, but there were experts on the matter. And uh, much like uh, the leaders of your state are biased for their votes and stuff, they were going to go with the people, almost like a dean at a, at a college would side with their student body. So, um, but there's experts on this matter, almost like people that sit on the board of selecting what teams should be, hypothetically speaking, what teams should be in the college playoffs. Let me finish, Scott. Um, <laughs> so um, what I'm trying to say here is that we all know that masks don't work 100%, but the experts say that you should wear them. And people like Scott wore them, even though 
even though the leaders of his state, who were biased to their people, uh, said that they shouldn't wear them. So, but you do have experts. You do have experts on this topic saying to wear masks. So people, again, hypothetically speaking, people like someone like Scott listen to these experts because they know more than he will ever know on the subject. And he's, you know, because there's not just, he, Scott's not like one of these dumb Florida voters that are, you know, he, these people are pandering to him. He's, he's uh, intelligent. So Scott listened to the experts on the topic and without questioning them. Uh, wore the mask to stop the spread. Um, also, uh, totally unrelated, but me and Scott were on the phone the other day, and he was talking about how Alabama should get a chance to be in the playoffs because they got hot at the end of the season, and that they're a different team than they were in the beginning of the season. So, um, so uh, hypothetically speaking, again, if a team were not the same team they were <laughs> at the beginning of the season, <laughs> you know, towards the end of the season, I think based on Scott's uh, requirements. They probably shouldn't make it to these uh, college football playoffs. I, all I'm trying to say is that every decision Scott has made the last couple of years, I agree totally with. And uh, he's a very rational thinker. Go ahead, Scott. I did Sorry. not say that Alabama should get in because they're a different team than they were. You, you, I said the argument is that they are a different team than they were at the beginning of the year. But it's a good argument. They, ba- I, they barely I, I beat all. But I just—they barely beat Auburn by three points, a, a, a six and six team. So you're saying barely being they, a team doesn't carry a lot of weight? I, I'm saying a win is a win. <laughs> but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is, is the the rationale used by the CFP committee was <laughs> Alabama's a different team. Well, they're not. They almost lost to Auburn. How is that making them a different team? How does that put them in the college football playoffs ahead of Florida State? No, no, you know what? And who I went I, undefeated. I, I, listen, I, who went undefeated and overcame adversity to win without not only their starting quarterback but their second string quarterback. I, I, you know what? I do get that, and I understand why you're so passionate about it, being an FSU grad and all, and just being I have, like not strong an FSU grad. Oh, so why don't you just pick to, like another team? Just pick Alabama. <laughs> no. Why not? You have no ties. No, I will never root for an SEC team because they grease the wheels of this committee. They uh, they they fund a lot of these conspiracies. And no, but Chris, here's the really bad thing. And Abby brought this up in her in her thing. You know, I've been looking for allies, and there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of allies. Ron DeSantis. Uh, yeah, Rick Scott and Ron DeSantis has gotten in, as well as uh, Jim Parsons, not from uh, Big Bang Theory, but the CFO of Florida, which I didn't even know we had a CFO in the state of Florida. Yes. But they they are giving Florida State $1 million towards litigation against the <laughs> college football playoff committee. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing J.J. Watt as an ally. Uh, Booger McFarland is an ally. Uh, Richard Sherman is an ally. You know, we've got all these allies all over the place saying how we got screwed and this is so bad for the sport. And then we have Ron DeSantis and Rick, Rick Scott. I'm like, no, 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 guys, stay out of this. We want credibility in this argument. Please stay out of it. Don't because make course, it worse. Yeah, of course, there's a Republican representative saying, well, you know, uh, the corruption of college football is rearing its, uh, <laughs> its evil head with uh, ESPN and Disney being money hungry. Litigations will follow. So anyway, it seems like you're on the right man, side of history then. <laughs> I am. Well, I'm, clearly I'm not because, you know, that was a historic decision. It was the first time they've ever left an undefeated power five conference champion out of the college football playoffs. Hmm. Well, listen, it's, uh, you know, 
everybody was was wondering this whole season, like how what what kind of noise FSU would make if they got into the the college football playoffs. So I guess we'll never we'll know. Never know. I guess we'll never we'll know. Never know. And it, 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 it's a shame because we were so bad for a couple of years and we're, we've got this huge rise led by Jordan Travis and our coach, Mike Norvell. And Travis goes out and the team rallies around him. I mean, the, the Chris, I cried twice this year in college football. One, when Jordan Travis got hurt. And I've never cried during a football game. And the second was when we won the ACC championship because it was such this hard-fought, grinding game. I mean... Louisville is first in goal from the five yard line. Okay. And we stop them on first down. We stuff them on second down. And then we intercept the ball in the end zone on third down. I mean, that defense was not going to let Louisville score outside of the two field goals. And it was, it was just, they willed us to victory and it it was just amazing. And it was, that's the mark of a true champion. And we'll never be able to show how good our team really was. And it wasn't just about one player. So here's my argument to end the thing. The, the committee said, well, Jordan Tra- when Jordan Travis went down, as unfortunate as it was, they were a different team. So then the CFP pretty much says Jordan Travis earned the, the Heisman. Give him the Heisman. That's all I got to say about that. Um, well, I think it could this be a little bit Scott's of conspiracy corner. I could. I could uh, my conspiracy <laughs> is that the uh, the spirits of the Seminoles that were killed uh, – um, actually were tired of uh, FSU just using them as a mascot, and that's why uh, they voted against them being in. Because, you know, that's pretty racist. You no, know, that's okay. That's so far from true, because every year, especially when people start saying, oh, you know, it's insensitive and all that, the chief of the Seminole Indian tribe, Seminole Native American tribe, whatever they're called <clears throat> now, will take the spear and talk and, and, and throw the spear during the game. And there's a huge collaboration between the Seminole Indian tribe and the uh, Florida state university. Yeah, no, I mean, all, all the middle-aged white people in the stands with their nice feather headdresses and, uh, and war paint. It's very, it's in very good taste. It, Not <laughs> cultural appropriation at all. <laughs> it is playing tribute to the Seminole Indian tribe. Uh, we have heritage days where we wear the the Seminole Indian tribe uh, colors. Hmm. I don't know. What do they call it? It's not the Seminole Indian tribe. What do we call them? Uh, the you're Seminole the expert. I don't tribe? know. I'm not the expert on what we got. On, on I think we using... just call them the Seminole tribe. The Seminole tribe. P- perfect. Perfect. I don't think that we specify, you know. Gotcha. I'm, I think, I'm not an expert on avoiding racial slurs. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm an expert on college football. And, and and Chris, to your point about the experts in the room telling us to wear uh, masks and all that, there were no experts in that room. Okay, this was all middle-aged white men. Uh, they probably just uh, voted to put bans on abortions because they think they know things, and they don't. They don't know things. I think you're 100 percent anyway. right, actually. Anyway, for those of you who are still with us through this sports talk, I apologize for that. It was not my intent to go down the sports road, but Chris egged egged me on. You're listening to the New Friends Podcast. We'll be right back. There are three things that I hate in life. Taxes, nausea, and booking vacations. 
The first two I'm stuck with, but for the third, I use Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpiper Vacations is a small business that is LGBTQ plus owned and operated with travel advisors all over the country. Whether it's a cruise, a trip to a theme park, or an all-inclusive resort, Sandpiper has you covered. Oh, and I forgot to mention, it's free. Why book a vacation when you can have someone else do it for you? That's like choosing to take the stairs in a building that has an elevator. Leave the headaches of booking a vacation to someone else. Get your quote today at www.sandpipervacations.com and tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Hi, this is Bruce Valange, and uh, you're listening to the No New Friends podcast. Unless they look like Matt LeBlanc in the early days, he could be my friend. Welcome back to the No New Friends Podcast. Don't forget the season of giving secret word of the week is somewhere hidden in the episode. It's not really that hidden. I mean, you hear the Christmas music and then you hear me say, hey, this is a secret word. So it's not like really hidden. It's there. You just have to listen. Um, But make sure you email me because that word's going to expire in seven days. And we're giving away a $250 Visa gift card. I do have some entries. So uh, you do you do get extra entries if you're a Patreon member, depending on what tier. So get those uh, get those submissions in so that uh, we can fill up that drawing box. We want to we want to give away. We're excited about giving away some money. Uh, are you guys ready to play Jersey Man, Florida Man? Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's now time for the No New Friends Podcast Season of Giving Secret Word Contest. Remember, you only have seven days from the release of this episode to email the secret word to nnfcontests at gmail.com. This secret word will expire on December 17th. And remember, you also get extra entries if you are a Patreon member, a Clubhouse member. The extra entries will depend on what level tier you are. This week's secret word is Costco. The secret word again is Costco. Go ahead and email that word to nnfcontests at gmail.com. It expires on December 17th, 2023. Enjoy the rest of the show. Game Master Ryan brings us two news stories. One is from Jersey, one is from Florida. It is up to us to figure out which one is which. Take it away, Ryan. Hey guys, this is Ryan coming to you from the No New Friends newsroom located this week at Sarah's Chinooka celebration. (laughs) I'm not really sure what Chinooka is, (laughs) but then again, I don't know a whole lot about the Jewish traditions. This isn't the one where they cut off a part of a baby's penis, is it? I really hope not. Oh, this is the one where they light the candles? Is setting things on fire really the best tradition for the Jewish community? Oh, oh hey, there's Lewis. Hey, Lewis, happy belated birthday to your belated grandfather. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? Thank you for the birthday wishes, dude. I really appreciate it. Nope, I'm still waiting for Scott to wish me a happy birthday. I guess I should change my name to Ryan since uh, now I'm part of your club. I did text him. people that he forgets to wish happy birthday to. Ryan and sophisticated. Hmm. 
even though I told him three days prior. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> he says he never drinks, but that day he was already uh, six butt lights in. And it was only 10 when I told him. Well, I got a text that day from him on my birthday that he needed his grass cut. Something about his HOA not doing the rounds around his neighborhood that day, so I was allowed to go in. I don't know. I think that was weird, but I did say the game was Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Remy. Thank you, everyone, for wishing me a happy birthday. And uh, yeah, apparently Scott took a day off from Facebook <laughs> because even Facebook probably told him that it was my birthday. <laughs> Anyhow, how do you think I knew? Nice seeing you, Ryan. <laughs> You know, Lewis, I was a little upset you didn't invite me to your Thanksgiving. But then again, I'm sure all the food was cooked wrapped in corn husks. So I guess I'll be all right. <laughs> Anyways, well, I invited Remy to come along as my plus one. But he was scared since we call him Lord Remy, he might get crucified in the front yard for being a false prophet. <laughs> Speaking of Jewish traditions, did I hear Sarah turn down $100 to drive Tower of Terror? She's really lost touch with her Jewish heritage. <laughs> Watching that menorah spin is making me more dizzy than when Scott stands up too fast. I don't know if it's age, weight, or a health problem, but he has problems all three, so take your pick. This is a real confusing holiday. I'm more confused than a Floridian being told how basements work. I guess in Florida they only have attics. Rachel has an attic in her house. His name is Scott, and he doesn't drink much. Admitting you have a problem is the first step, Scott. It's been nice hanging out here at Lewis and Sarah's house. They even shared the real story of how they met. Sarah needed her house painted, and Lewis was hanging out beside a Home Depot looking for work for the day. And the rest was history. Then they got married, and Sarah changed her name several years after that. But hey, now she's excited she gets to see her last name spray-painted on the side of lawn care trucks. Anyways, I need to get into this Florida manager's again. I have an exam in the morning, and my son just drank a gallon of pine salt. I should probably take him to the ED. I really should pay more attention to him. And for our first story, a man is caught on camera urinating on his ex-wife's grave. Oh. And for our second story, a man is arrested after hurling sausages at his brother in the backyard. <laughs> okay, so we have uh, urinating on grave and hurling sausages. Uh, Sarah, you like sausages. Uh, what's your guess? <laughs> Well, I was going to guess New Jersey for the sausages, actually. Um, there's more old people, you know, so more cemeteries. I don't know. We drink a lot down here, too, obviously. Example A and B, so there's right. that. Chris, your thoughts? Uh, so we don't waste sausages up here in New Jersey, so I'm going to guess that's Florida. Pissing on a grave sounds pretty on par with New Jersey. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with Chris. I think peeing on the grave is New Jersey because I don't know Northerners when they get drunk, it's they have to urinate anywhere. Uh, it's it's a weird thing. Northerners urinate <laughs> in public, and, and no big deal. Yeah. So sausage true. would be Florida. Yeah. Let's find out the answer. So our first story is from New Jersey, where a 68 year old man is caught urinating on his ex wife's grave almost every morning. He was married to the woman for a short time 40 years ago, but still held a grudge. Man, this guy's more salty than FSU fans right now. So that means our second story is from Florida, where a Florida man was taken to jail after a deputy say he hurled sausages at his brother, striking him in the face. If hurling sausages is illegal, Nick may be in trouble because he's been hurling his sausage at Sean since before they were married. Scott's been hurling sausages trying to find his next lover. 
And in other news, in Wales, police are searching for a serial flasher who is targeting elderly women only. Sounds like this guy has a type. Chris has a type as well. Pretty sure it's type two. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for me this week, guys. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ryan. So before we get to Chris, I know you have a, a top 10 list. Uh, so before we get to that, I have to tell you guys, I can now I'm now officially on uh, the IR, the injured list, uh, just like the two of you. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So. You know, I've got this foster dog and she's a real sweetheart, but she um, she has this switch that when her and one of the other dogs start kind of like getting into it, she gets into like it. sexually. I mean, she, no, uh, no, that would be no problem. It's like she's very. <laughs> she, you know, and, and then like they, they're they're like at it. I mean, they, there has been dog blood in my house. I'm still confused um, if you mean sexually or not. Everything you're describing <laughs> is just <laughs> No, no. She jumps on the other dogs and, you know, pins them to the ground. Um, and it's it's scary because I've got big dogs and two of them have pit in them. And, you know, pits are amazing dogs, but they have that level of they can snap and it gets really scary. So we're in the kitchen one morning. This is like 430 in the morning and Rachel's making one of her you know little protein shakes and I'm about to leave for work and uh, this this dog, her name is Ruby, and then Linda kind of get into it, and they're like up up, you know, they, they they're on their their back legs, you know, and they're and they're biting each other, like really biting each other. So I I try to grab Ruby's uh, um, collar, and I miss, and my hand ends up right in the middle of their mouths. So uh, you oh, shouldn't do that. No, yeah, typically, I know. Yeah. So like, I don't know which one did Is that it. Why you're in a full cast right now? Yes. That's why I'm in a full cast yeah. right now. But I mean, you can't really see it, but like, you know, it's all scabbed up now. And, and like it, my, I, I couldn't close my hand because I thought it was broken. I thought I broke my finger. So that's kind of happening uh, in my life. I've been and there though so, before <laughs> I've been there bit by a dog. It's awful. Yeah. And it's, I felt so bad because like my hand was in the wrong place. Now they shouldn't have been fighting, but like they both kind of were assholes and all that. So it just yeah, sucks. Yeah. We're going to have to find her a home that like doesn't have other animals because 98% of the time she's fine. But that 2% takes over the 98% because she's just, of course, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. it gets scary. So fast forward to today. My wife had to have oral surgery. She had to have two, two wisdom teeth taken out. And she's like freaking out about this. Like she doesn't like needles. And like Rachel is this strong, independent woman. Like I told her beforehand, like, like my biggest anxiety is knowing that you're going to be like laid up and I'm going to have to be in charge. And that's very <laughs> scary. I'm like, remember what happened the last time I was in charge? I fed, fed your mom asbestos. So like this is... <laughs> This is a dangerous thing, a dangerous precedent that's been set. And here we are. You are trusting me while you're drugged up. And uh, she said, you're going to do fine. I said, I know I've charged my phone. My video camera is ready because you're going <laughs> under and I cannot wait to get video. Um, here's the thing. This is, Rachel is this champ like she, they, very high pain tolerance and nothing, nothing gets her down or whatever. So she comes out of oral surgery and like never goes to recovery room. She just walks out 
No, 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 no. She doesn't say anything funny. Um, that could go back to the fact that she's not very funny in general, but she doesn't. She, she, <laughs> oh, man. She doesn't. She doesn't say anything funny. She She's like with it. Uh, you know, a little numb, but she's like changing gauze out herself. And I'm like, what the, what the hell's going nah, on here? I was wow. like, when I had my wisdom teeth taken out, I was in tears. I wanted to see my mom. I like, I couldn't do anything. It was awful. So I looked at her today and, and like, this is, she's fine. And, and I'm like, you know, this is terrible. And she's like, I know. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Your mouth's going to be fine. It, eventually I said, but we can't make out. So that doesn't lead to sex. We can't do any of that. Um, you can't use your point. mouth if you happen to start your period. So can't do anything there. I'm sure. And, 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 and very concerned about that. Very concerned. And my hand is out of commission. So I'm, I'm fucked. <sighs> what am I going to do? Well, I can guarantee you're not fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you make sure to tell her that she wasn't funny too? Because that would really just guarantee everything. Yes, that'll that'll go great. Uh, well, she <laughs> when she came out, she had two strings on the gauze, and I look at her. I was like, "Did you swallow a tampon? Like, what is going on over there?" Uh, it goes in the other hole, babe. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I, I do have to comment about this dog story, and uh, you might—I don't know if you have to cut this from the episode or not—but it was hilarious to me, and I'm going to share it. So. You text us saying that there was an incident with the dogs, that you got bit by one of the dogs. Uh, a couple hours later, I see a Facebook status from Rachel. <laughs> hey, guys, just a reminder. Ruby's still looking for her forever. <laughs> not a coincidence, Chris. Not a coincidence. Uh, I didn't think so. They were late. I didn't think so. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, and if anybody's listening and, 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 and is thinking about a dog, she is a sweetheart. She's such a good dog, but um, she just doesn't do well with the other dogs because they, especially Linda and Jack, will definitely tell you what's up. But usually with Linda, it, she's going to tell you what's up and then she's going to back off. She's going to like, like kind of jump on you a little bit, bark, and then that's it. But this one, she doesn't handle that well. Like when you do that, she's immediately on defensive mode. But I think, you know, after she had puppies, I think the owners just threw her out in the street. And so she had to defend herself. I mean, like she's got... She's got, you know, scratches that are healing from probably other fights. And 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 um, it's sad because, like, you know, she's a great dog. It's just she's just not doing well with other. She's she's fine with other dogs, except for that two percent of the time. Um, but after one of the fights today, I, I looked at Rachel. I said, are we did we become Michael Vick overnight? Like, what's, what's, <laughs> what's happening here? But. You make her seem like I, you know, I'm sure she's a great dog, but you're not advertising. You're making her seem like she's a hardened criminal. I mean, like OJ Simpson was a great football player. He was like bad for like two percent of his life, right? <laughs> that's a pretty big two percent. I'm not buying an OJ Simpson jersey. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like she's such a good dog, but that two percent of the time, like it's it's very high because they all like to get on the couch. So when she right. gets on the couch, I am on, I am on guard because I don't know if that's going to piss off Linda. Or if it's going to yeah, piss off yeah. Jack and then they'll just kind of growl at her. As soon as that happens, she goes into defense mode. Yeah. I mean, there's only like, a, so if you are interested in homing her, there's only a 2% chance she'll kill your infant child. <laughs> <laughs> Not that high. It's fine. Um, all right. So Chris, you've got a uh, top 10 Hanukkah list for us. 
I do. I have a top 17, but I'm cutting oh. it down to 10 because uh, most of them are just Seth Rogen movies. He's Jewish. <laughs> so we're just going to uh, so we're going to we're going to start after the first uh, uh, Seth Rogen movie. I don't know why Pineapple Express is it. But anyway, so number 10, Double Holiday. Uh, everybody's favorite Jewish uh, Hanukkah movie, Double Holidays, a Hallmark Channel's much-touted Hanukkah movie, is also kind of Christmassy. Okay, so <laughs> no good Hanukkah movie is a good Hanukkah movie without ha- half of it being Christmas. This, <laughs> right, one's about, right. this one's about uh, a hard-charging career woman. Uh, she gets a promotion opportunity that dashes her Hanukkah plans. Boss asks her, as well as the main competitor for the promotion, to work together on the office Christmas party <laughs> to demonstrate cooperation and flexibility in multiple different ways. So, um, it's kind of about Hanukkah, but it's not really. It's really about, <laughs> it's Christmas. Really about Christmas. That's how it goes. It's, it's with Christmas uh, featuring a Jewish woman. <laughs> Number nine, everybody's favorite um, Hanukkah movie, a full court miracle, uh, a Disney original movie. Now, this one is based on the original Hanukkah movie. This is an okay. Sorry, this original Hanukkah movie is based on a real story of mm-hmm. Lamont Carr you know, very well-renowned Jew, uh, the beloved basketball coach. Now in the movie, a college basketball star is sidelined from the game because of his knee injury. So he becomes the head coach of Yeshiva's <laughs> hapless team in Philadelphia. Wait, topless so, team? No, hapless. I'm sorry. Oh, not hapless. topless. Okay. That's, that's actually, that was number 11. <laughs> was about the topless, the topless team. Number eight. Uh, very, I'm sure you've heard of this one, Sarah crossing Delancey. Um, this was a single woman in New York. She's consumed by a bookshop where she works and she's not extremely satisfied with her lifestyle for her granddaughter. So she enlists the services of a Jew and, uh, this Jewish Mary Poppins, actually it's a guy. So this Jewish, uh, Mark Poppins, uh, he is a potential suitor. He's a Jewish, he's a, uh, he's a working class Jewish pickle vendor. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, who vies for her attention against a, another suitor? So this is a romantic story about a Jewish pickle vendor because o- Jewish people can only be pickle vendors uh, or <laughs> accountants. Or, or yeah, number seven. Uh, not going to break this one down. Eight crazy nights. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. This one yeah. should probably be a little higher. Number six. Hitched for the holidays. A, a commitment phobic bachelor. Uh, phobic against commitment goes online and attempt to fulfill his grandmother's dying wish to, <laughs> to see him find a partner. <laughs> so his grandmother's dying wish is just that his, his, uh, her, her grandson isn't lonely. Uh, he, in New York, he meets another Jewish single New Yorker. So it just, uh, the pair agrees to pretend they're together to get through Christmas. So again, not about, not about Hanukkah, <laughs> but there are, but it does involve two Jews. Now, number five is one that I will be watching this Friday. Come Hanukkah, the Hebrew hammer, uh, part man, part street, hundred percent kosher. The Hebrew hammer is an Orthodox Jew played by Adam Goldberg, who goes on a mission to save Hanukkah from Santa's evil son, Damien, who wants to destroy it along with Kwanzaa. So he seems just like he's a little racist. It just seems like, it seems like, it seems like a little racist. Yeah. And, and, uh, Dane just posted in chat, the Hebrew hammer. And that is in fact, the official poster number four, 
Uh, another one of everybody's favorite Hanukkah movies, All I Want for Christmas. Um, this, uh, this flick plays on the theme that Jewish kids feel left out of all the magic that goes along with Christmas. So here, a Jewish boy on his way to disappointingly sunny Florida tries to pursue his holiday dreams by swapping plane tickets with another kid who's on his way to uh, Christmas. This seems actually kind of racist, too. Like, why? So this one's like, I hate Hanukkah. I want to celebrate Christmas. Let me trade tickets with this Christian kid. Uh, number four. That was number four. Uh, hold on. So, uh, Dane put in chat the movie poster for the Hebrew Hammer. It uh, it looks like something that you would have made on the fly for Brain Explosion. Hundred percent. This does not <laughs> like, look like a real thing, no. but it is indeed a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! There's a sequel. There's a sequel. Oh, the Hebrew Hammer versus Hitler. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to go back to the synagogue. Actually, I don't think you can say that. Um, but that is the, that is, I didn't make that up. That is the tagline for the movie. Anyway, number coming in at number three, menorah in the middle, uh, Lucy DeVito, Jonah Blatt and Sarah Silverman. Wow. Big actress star in this movie that came out in 2022. Sarah turns home for the holiday to introduce her family to her fiance. But that becomes the least stressful event of her stay after she finds out her family is on the verge of losing its Jewish bagel bakery and her new love is the one who wants to take it. Okay. <laughs> number two no good jewish movie is complete without her, her christmas new, hold on her new love was about to take the her little bagel shop so it's the plot uh, for you've got mail <laughs> but jewish but jewish number two mistletoe and menorahs <laughs> that actually sounds beautiful i'll be this name of sarah's uh memoir mistletoe and menorahs. Oh, i like that menorahs yeah. i know mistletoe and uh, menorahs a hardworking toy executive has to learn about Hanukkah fast. It sounds like Sarah uh, to seal the deal with a new account. So she, she reaches out to her coworker's friend who's consumed with trying to turn his bachelor pad into a winter wonderland to impress his girlfriend's dad. After initially failing to get along, they realize they need to catch need each other's holiday knowledge. Eventually they learn just how much they have in common. And of course romance ensues. So she's a, a very much Christian because she's wearing a Christmas sweater and he's wearing a, a lot of these, a lot of these are just uh, Jewish versus Christmas things. Oh. And coming in at number one, the eight gifts of Hanukkah. Inbar Lavi stares at Sarah Levin. They had to say they had they, they had to go real Jewish with the name there. Sarah Levin. Yeah. Yep. They doubled Isn't that down. Your name, doubled. Sarah? It is it's close enough. <laughs> She's an optometrist who receives a special gift each night of Hanukkah from a secret admirer. Mm. It has all the hallmarks of well, a Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the company's first fully Hanukkah focused film. Okay, so they have to go through all these Christmas Hanukkah films to get to their first Hanukkah film. Uh, needless to say, this was the best Hanukkah movie list. So if there's any Jewish movie producers out there, please. If, if there's any Jewish movie producers out there, they're all Jewish. You know, what? <laughs> you know what's funny is outside of the top 10, American Tale, which I think is Fievel. Fievel. Yeah, it's Fievel. Fievel. Yeah. Uh, he's a young Russian mouse who finds himself separated from his parents on his way to America. I think it's just like a World War II movie. Uh, number 14, American Pickle. That's just a Seth Rogen movie. That is literally just a movie with Seth Rogen in it because he's Jewish. Little Fockers is number 13. Because and yeah, he's Jewish. Fid Fiddler on the Roof, 12. I, does that have to do with Fiddler on the Roof? Hanukkah is No, nothing no. to do with Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It's just it's a Jewish. They're just, yeah, just just a. They just want to be inclusive. Now they're just throwing anything at you. Yeah, that's. Do a they great have Inglorious Bastards on there too? Because that's my favorite. <laughs> that was number eighteen. <laughs> Schindler's List came in at number seventeen. 
I don't know. I, I think you were just like scraping the the bottom of the pickle barrel on this <laughs> this list. Uh, I do have one more list of Jewish drugs to do around the holidays, but I'll save that for next week. I was just going to ask Sarah if she had a, a <laughs> Jewish drug list for us. <laughs> Alex, I think I joked about death too much this episode. You ever just feel like a cleanse from No New Friends? Oh, yeah, always. I Every Wednesday after I get done editing the podcast, I need a cleanse. Yeah, just like a little bit of family-friendly content, right? Something wholesome. You have a recommendation? Our other podcast, Dis His, the Disney History Podcast, I think would be a great alternative. Do I have to like Disney? Uh, I mean, it helps. All right, well, because I love Disney. Well, that's really good. That's a good start. Where can I listen to this podcast that I record with you? Well, our podcast comes out every Tuesday, but if you want, you can also go to our YouTube channel, Dis His Pod, and we have all of our past episodes up on there. We also are on all social media under Dis His Pod. We do post every week, and uh, we also have our own Patreon, just like uh, Nindy Friends. Really? I'm going to have to go check this podcast out that we do together. Yes, I would love if you listen to our podcast once in a while. So uh, Nick's not here to do a travel update, but uh, he's not. Chris, what do you got coming up on Dis His this week? So I actually, um, I, I've been missing Nick a lot, but I did not know how to express it in words. So I, I tapped the shoulder of ChatGPT to write a poem, and I hope that Nick uh, <laughs> hears this and enjoys it. Now, if you want to show Nick appreciation, you can head over to sandpipervacations.com and get a free quote for a uh, vacation booked through him for absolutely free. Tell him the new friends podcast sent you in that quote. Uh, for me, though, I booked a vacation through him. I'm too broke to book another one right now, so instead I wrote him this poem. So, uh, chat GPT, uh, please generate a poem for a gay person who I miss so much because they're in Hawaii. <laughs> in the land where rainbows kiss the sky, amidst the waves where seagulls fly, a friend so dear in Hawaii's embrace, I miss your laughter, your warm embrace. On shores of sand where the sunsets gleam, you dance in my thoughts like a radiant dream. In the rhythm of hula, in the ocean song, I yearn for the days when you and I belonged. <laughs> Molten sunsets paint the sky in hues, as trade winds whisper their sweet clues. In the island breeze, I feel your spirit soar, across the miles to the distant shore. Palm trees sway with a gentle grace, as memories of your smile I embrace. <laughs> Through the coconut scent and the ocean's mist, in the aloha spirit, our connection persists two more paragraphs on the beaches where the waves unite i send my love like a kite in flight <laughs> though miles apart our hearts entwine in the dance of palm trees and rhythm divine oh dear friend in hawaii's embrace i send my love adorned with grace may the islands cradle you as i longingly yearn for the day when you return like the tides will return that was beautiful. I I actually choked up a couple times reading this, especially the yearning for his touch part. But anyway, this week on Disses, we are doing the history on Donald Duck. Oh, okay. which is actually yeah, it's really fun. We have Ryan from Florida Man versus Jersey Man. So if you like him, tune in. If you don't, wait till next week because next week we have Scott on me. Spoiler yeah. alert! Spoiler alert! I uh, just confirmed uh, when I said we're having Scott on. So thank you, Scott, for confirming. <laughs> My pleasure. Didn't um, know until you said we were having Scott on. So it, yeah, it, it, we're on the same it, page. True. Um, so that's just this week. Daffy Duck. Oh, oh my gosh. Damn it. I went the whole episode without saying Daffy Duck on this is. <laughs> I, 
I, I said Daffy. It's Donald Duck, the white one, the Disney one. The Disney one. <laughs> the Disney one. <laughs> I mean, have you seen that beak? He could be Jewish. <laughs> I thought Walt Disney didn't like them. <laughs> what I, I heard. Mr. Rogers. Oh. Old white guy. Okay. Isn't that what we're usually consisting of anyways? I'm, I'm confused. I, you know, I, I thought Disney was Jewish. Oh, hmm. see. Now I'm not sure if I have my facts right. I don't know. Should have Googled it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can connect with Diz His, uh, Diz His Pod on all social media. Uh, we've got some other great podcasts to tell you about. We've got Don't Wreck Yourself, where Ryan is taking on the internet and all of its BS. We've got Ashes to Awesome, where Chuckle Flange takes you on a journey from addiction and into recovery. Cases of continuity with a sophisticated gentleman. He is still balls deep in James Bond. Uh, will be for a couple more weeks, and then he's on to the next series, which he's told me about three times, and I still don't remember which one it is. Then we have Black Lincoln Collective Podcast. Parker, Freddie, Allen, they've been on with us on After Dark. Super funny. Random topics. They have a lot of character voices. It's a lot of fun. Chris, uh, what podcast do you want to tell us about? First of all, Studio 21, the baseball podcast. If you miss baseball, it's the perfect podcast for you. And if you love baseball, listen to it uh, in the springtime when they're back. Also, Remy's Roundtable, the Florida theme park podcast. My favorite podcast. There's not much more for us, much else for me to say about this podcast. It's my favorite podcast. I listen to it on repeat when I go to bed at night. And lastly, I don't even think we have to even shout out Dane anymore because he's killing it over on YouTube yeah, at is. Big Beautiful Diz. Oh my gosh. Every every video he puts up is just hundreds or if not thousands of views. Congrats to you, Dane. His latest video is actually with the sophisticated gentleman himself, uh, breaking down package films. They're doing a series and uh, they just started their first one. So can't wait to see where that takes us. Probably another package film. Right. Sarah, what is coming up on the Nerd Archive podcast? Um, this week, Chris actually joined them for a moment there, and they are talking about the new GTA that's coming out. So, highly anticipated, I hear. So, should be a good episode. Very cool. And then also check out Lewis's TikTok, TR Factory TV. Uh, he just put a video up that's at 243,000 views. Yeah, see some views for the rest of us, man. I know, right? <laughs> it's amazing the the job that he's doing. They're so funny. These these videos that have gone viral for him are so funny. They deserve to be viral. Absolutely. Chris, you got any cliff notes? I do. It's been quite the show. A lot of stuff's happened, so nothing can stop this little boy from recapping the day. The Chris's Cliff Notes way. The trailer for GTA 6 came out the other day, and it takes place in the heart of Florida. It was filled with references to viral Florida videos, and it is said to be the most Florida game ever. So uh, this game allows you to do things like catch alligators, sulk about FSU, and marry a wealthy white woman, move into her mansion, and then live <laughs> off her wealth for the rest of the year. Pretty, pretty realistic. That would be GTA NNF edition. <laughs> Before I get started on the uh, actual cliffness of the episode, I, I do want to uh, start it off with congratulating FSU for being the regular season champions of the NCAA. I think that was a really, really good accomplishment. No, but in all seriousness, Scott wants FSU to be recognized for all their accolades, so I totally get. But he does expect the Heisman to just get handed to, um, what's his name, Travis Johnson? 
Jordan Travis, you son of a bitch. Jordan Travis. He, yeah, yeah. He, he expects the Heisman just be handed to Jordan Travis. And I guess it would have to be handed to him because he's unable to walk across the stage. <laughs> oh. Wow. Too soon. <laughs> to begin the episode, we talked about the history of Hanukkah. Uh, not because we wanted to, but because but because we couldn't afford to pay Alex to do history for us anymore. So, uh, yeah. So now, now Scott's just resulting in slave labor from our Jewish co-star. I guess history does repeat itself. <laughs> wow. In Remy's word of the week, he said uh, a word quote came up to him. <laughs> what did the word do? Grow legs and walk up to him? If that was the case, then I guess it couldn't have been Jordan Travis. Oh wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> too soon scott said that christmas is mainstream and hanukkah is not uh while i don't think you're wrong i do think given the circumcisions hanukkah definitely is a stronger stream <laughs> 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 scott talked about how fsu being robbed uh, of getting to the college playoffs now i haven't seen him this disappointed about a group of young men since they raised the age of consent in florida oh wow oh, <laughs> oh true <laughs> That wasn't even a joke. <laughs> Everybody feels bad for Scott about this FSU thing. Um, I'm actually happy for him. Uh, he hasn't gotten screwed like that since college. <laughs> <laughs> Scott says they pay tribute to the Seminoles each year by throwing a spear into the ground. I guess Scott pays tribute to Christianity because he spears a giant cross in his yard once a month. I don't <gasps> understand why they, lay, why they laid it on fire oh. after that, but I guess it's just oh, part of the tribute. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Most people name their dogs cute names like Spot or Puddles. Scott named his dogs Linda and Ruby. I guess it makes a little, it a little more realistic for him when he jumps in between them when they are, quote, getting into it together. <laughs> 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 and lastly, Nick from Sandpiper couldn't make it this week, unfortunately. Now, things here at the No New Friends podcast right now are extremely fluid, so I really hope he's not fired. But I guess we'll find out next week. <laughs> Those are my cliff notes. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been quite the show. A lot of stuff's happened, so nothing can stop this little boy from recapping the day. The Chris is Cliff's Notes way. If you'd like to connect with us, all of our social media links are right there on our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. We'd really love for you to become a, uh, a clubhouse member, not just because we, you know, could use the money, but, uh, you know, we just want, we're, we're trying to build this huge community here. And, and uh, you know, everybody, it's such a great community. It, like, it seriously is. We have so much fun chatting with each other and supporting each other's content. And uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. And, and you're missing out by not being a, a clubhouse member. Yes, Chris. This is a good reminder that that our discord is free we have Correct. some we have some uh parts of the channel that are um parts of the discord that are private like watching our live shows we do have a members only but you can come and talk with us and hang out with us for absolutely free and uh you can get that link i think right on our website right there on our website the discord yeah, right there on our website yeah. so please yeah if if you can't afford the patreon please just at the very least join our discord absolutely and then while you're on our website check out our sweet merchandise uh there's a whole bunch of really cool things up there chris does a really good job of keeping it up to date with different inside jokes and whatnot. He's wearing his Bubba Job shirt right now. Love that one. Uh, just hopefully Bubba Job never finds out because I don't want to pay the guy royalties. Like, ooh. But anyway, uh, you can watch us every single week when we stream live on Twitch. That's free. Uh, and that's segment one and NNF reacts. And just 
follow us on the Twitch. It's uh, www.twitch.tv slash NNF podcast. And speaking of uh, NNF Reacts, every Wednesday we're going to be doing NNF Reacts where uh, Chris, Nick, and I, and then sometimes a guest or, or whomever, we uh, we react to viral videos. It's super fun. We did uh, Thanksgiving fails last time, and then we the time before that we did uh, Black Friday. No, that was the same week, Black Friday fails. I forget what we did the first one. Oh, uh, what, um, gender reveal gender fails, reveals, yeah, which is a yeah, lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then we're doing um, news anchor fails. So that'll be yeah, super fun. So follow us on that. Leave us a review. All that good stuff. On behalf of the sophisticated gentleman, our Lord and Savior, Remy, Abby, Game Master Ryan, our producer, Alex Lewis, who was in a video or a, a soundbite, Nick, Sarah, Chris. I'm Scott. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Mazel tov. Mazel tov.